Good evening, LCM. Good evening. Tonight is August 25th, 2021. Do you guys love the word? Yeah. Tell us, Abimbola, we love the word. With that being said, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, picking up in verse 7. It says this, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Man, do you guys remember the sermon from last Sunday? The marking of a priest. What a powerful message from our pastors. See, in this house... In LCM, we are being marked as priests of the living God, Yahweh Sabaoth, by learning how to rightly watch over his word by application of the word first and foremost in our own lives, then allowing us to properly guard his covenants, his promises, his inheritance, ultimately his will. Come on. We're talking about weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Show them the weapons, Bim. We need both. Matter of fact, uh, Nick Rosales, stand up. Oh, come on. Nick Rosales, stand up. Spencer McLean, stand up. Come on, come on look big at them boy. studs. They bachelors, y'all. <laughs> I'm doing for them what my pastor did for me. <laughs> you know very well that when the sun's out, the guns are out. How did you guys get those well-balanced right and left guns of biceps from Twinkies and TV? No. no. I'll tell you how they did it. By repeatedly lifting weights that brought about substance. I'm talking about definitions to those arm cannons. See, in the gym, the saying goes, bros don't let bros skip leg day. <laughs> but in the kingdom of God, priests don't let priests skip right and left arm day. We're talking about righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Yeah. See, we're learning that there is a weightiness, kind of like a kavod, to the responsibility that is being applied to us as we take on the weight of responsibility because it is what defines us and marks us as priests. Amen. Speaking of, the title of tonight's sermon is The Weight of Responsibility. Amen. Say that with us. The Weight, the weight. of Responsibility. Speaking of being defined Come by on, the way, let's dive into the canon of God's word and take a look into Moses' workout routine to see what defined and what marked him. So turn to Numbers 11, and when you get there, say, weight of responsibility. Let's get there, brothers. Pick it up in verse 10, it says this. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to the tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. As we engage with this verse tonight, this passage tonight, Moses has been called by God to lead his entire nation. Somebody say that's weighty. That's weighty. One man responsible to give direction to more than two million people. Come on, husbands, fathers, as we're grown and given direction to our own families, doesn't this give you much more of an appreciation for Moses? Come on. I know we're it does in my about... life. A father with, one, with a, my wife and a daughter, 
And I feel the weight of responsibility. This is a man who is having to shepherd and pastor and direct and lead two million people. We cannot help but express how much of a man Moses was. I have a family of, of four. One, two, three, four, including myself. Moses is giving direction to two million people. Can you say that serious weight? Yeah. But Moses was a man. And men take on the weight of responsibility laid upon them. Moses was responsible, and God was not happy at this moment with the people. And he's talking to Moses. That's some serious weight. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, as we will see here in the coming verses. Moses was going to have to stretch. I mean, he was going to have to strain a lot. Pick, up with, pick us with, with us here, brothers, in verse 11. Check this out. It says, he asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you've put the burden of all these people on me? Lord, I know that you've called me to bear the weight of this responsibility, but is this supposed to burn this bad? Mm. Am I lifting these weights the wrong way? Is my form wrong? Am I doing the wrong exercise? Do you, do you hear Moses' heart in this verse? Has this been your conversation with your father like Moses in this verse? Me too. Look at verse 12. Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. See, Moses probably feels he can't catch a rest break. You guys ever been to the gym? Your, your, uh, your, your phone app is going off and telling the exercise. Look, I'm making eye contact with Adam. He's like, yeah, bro, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, brother. And you're working out, and your, your, your app, your exercise app is not giving you any rest at all. That's what Moses feels like here. He cannot catch a break. <laughs> There's no cool down period for him. He is having to carry this people in both the right hand his right arm and his left while going from one set of weights to the next. See, Moses was watching over the word and also guarding God's covenant, his will. Moses was starting to feel the burn as God's commands were cutting his heart and accomplishing his will. Now, bring this back home to us. Doesn't it feel like that here at LCM? Weight of responsibility from one meeting to the next meeting to the next meeting on top of pastoring your family, on top of working a full-time job. All these responsibilities. Do you feel the burn in this church? Yeah, do you, you feel the, the spiritual caloric intake you're having to press through to burn calories? See, we go through the reps of preacher's curls, dumbbell presses, hammer strength to get cut, ripped, defined, and marked as priests that take on the weight of responsibility. That's what God is building in this house. <laughs> this sounds a lot like learning to rip the weight of having the word mark me first. I mean, showing the marks of a priest while still working in the larger context of God's will, his bigger picture, growing to work with heavier loads. Let's continue in verse 14. 
I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me, brother. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. Oh, this is funny. We're, we're interacting with Moses' experience, but every last one of us have said that in some form or fashion. Am I the only one, me, Justin Linton, the only one who's taking the process that God is using to refine me, define me, and to perfect me and turn it into something that feels more like a, like a death sentence? Like, Lord, I can't breathe. And I don't have asthma. Okay, all right, just checking, see if I'm talking to the right people. The only thing that is really dying right now, Lord, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm stretching, I'm straining. The only thing that is really dying right now, that is really being stretched, is the areas of sinful self-reliance that must be circumcised away. It's happening in Moses and it's happening in us. The weight of responsibility is from the Lord. Say that again. This weight that I feel is from the Lord. So that Moses and we may learn how to properly watch over God's word while simultaneously guarding his covenant. Now nobody outright says, oh, just, just go ahead and kill me, Lord. But how we react, how I react when the weight is being applied is telling of how we view God's discipline in our lives. Now, you played a little high school football. Every, every team has something about discipline in the lo locker room that you slap on the way out. And we like, to, we like to forget that God's discipline is actually what is making us into something. Like it's not just a, a, a punishment. It is actually God refining us and strengthening us and giving us definition as priest. He says here, do not let me face my own ruin. Filter through transparency, what this really looks like is I have a fear of failing. That's what that is. Fear of becoming a, a fail video while trying to rip the weight of responsibility. We watch those from time to time. In cases like this, you may need a spotter or two or more. More sounds good. Yeah. Look at verse 16. Mo better. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Yeah, brother. Have them come to the tent of meeting. These guys are the cream of the crop. <laughs> that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the spirit come on. that is on you and put it on them. They will share in the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. You are not a priest in isolation. See, Moses cried to the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm alone. This hurts. This burns. This, this feels hard. This weight of responsibility. Oh. And God's response is, I will provide elders for you to share in the burden so that you are not alone. Come on. God has put Moses among the family of God. Amen. This is good news. Yeah. Yeah. LCM, this is good news for us. When we feel the weight of responsibility, yeah. we are in the midst of the family of God, and this is good for us. Yes. Now, speaking of these 70 elders, these guys are known leaders among the people. Mature men, just like the Levitical priesthood, men who knew how to rep the weight of responsibility in the right hand mm -hmm. 
and in the left. It's like when you're working out by yourself and you realize you need your brothers and your brothers need you. Yeah. And your brothers show up to the gym right when that 225 weight, that dumb press that you're working on is uh, starting to catch up to you and you realize you need a spotter. Yeah. See, Moses feels the weight of this, and God says, I will provide for you men who will be your spotter. Look at this. At the end of verse 17, do you catch that God said to him, you will not have to share in this alone? Yeah. You will not have to carry in this alone? The addition of the 70 elders did not take away the sheer, did not take away Moses' sheer in the weight of responsibility. Amen. You guys catch that? He still had reps to get in. This wasn't a matter of, Lord, take this away. And the Lord says, granted. And he no longer has the weight of responsibility. It's like, no, you still have a part in this. And you yourself still have to rep this again and again and again. This reminds me of when we moved to Forte. <laughs> Moving to Forte on that day. On that, day. that very day. And realizing that I needed my brothers and my brothers needed me. And to have the family of God show up in extraordinary fashion, helping us move things, pack things into the U-Haul, still didn't take away the responsibilities that we had as a part of this. Yeah. You guys tracking with this? Yeah. We have to realize that the weight of responsibility is what defines Moses' life, and it's what defines us as well. It's what defines you, LCM. That's a blessing. Yeah. It's like you kind of mentioned to me in the same breath as Moses. Because he had a weight of responsibility. And so do we. Yeah. Now look at Hebrews 5, 14. Mm. But solid food is for the mature. Y'all getting there? Solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now you can look at this passage and you can see a, a, an application of both constant use of the word to train yourself, but also constant use and learning to discern God's will to know what is good from what is evil. This is the weight of responsibility that every priest is picking up in this place. We don't set down this weight of responsibility. We rep it continually. In addition to the weight of responsibility, the responsibility defining you, another purpose it serves is that it sheds off the excess spiritual plump, oh, yeah, the blubber, oh, yeah. the oh, adipose yeah. tissue, the <laughs> flabitude of attitude that shows you, that slows you down. Yeah. By taking on the full weight of responsibility, we allow for there to be a cutting away, a circumcision of what must be done away with. Can you say amen? amen. Say amen and turn to Malachi 1.10 with us. Talk about what else this weight of responsibility grants us, it allows us, it brings about. Malachi 1, verse 10, it says, Oh, that you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. So you're asking, why does God want the temple doors shut? I mean, shouldn't the temple doors always be open? Not when God says to shut them. Why is that? It's because the priests are offering blemish sacrifices on the altar of God. And they're calling it good. Like, oh, check. Did you get your reps in for the day? I got them in. Check. No. Right here, God is being a good father. I mean, a, a good personal, uh, 
personal trainer, he's calling them higher. He said, I don't want blemish offerings and blemish sacrifices on my altar. They're having to come face to face with the fact that they have not watched over God's word in this area. Yeah. Are you getting that? Yeah. Face to face with it. We want to grow. We want to mature as priests. What we're learning to do and what we have to do is come face to face and be able to look at the standard of God's word and discern that this in my life, this area of my life is not up to the standard of God. And it has to grow. It has to change. That is the only way that we mature as priests. As sons of God, we must be able to look at this standard and look at it full of faith, saying, Lord, I see your standard and my life does not apply in this area. But you know what? Right now, I'm picking up that weight. Right now, I'm going to rep that until I get it. Lord, I may start off with five pounds, but I'm going to continue to rep it and rep it and rep it until you get what you desire out of me. See, these are the marks of a priest. It's not enough to know the right word, to know the right thing to say, the right the right word to give somebody, the right correction to give somebody, but have no demonstration of it in my very own life, in your very own life. That will be a blemished offering. The Lord is calling us. I mean, he's calling us up. He's saying, hey, I got reps for you to put in. I got this regiment for you, and it's proven, almost like it's faithful. He's calling us to live disciplined lives, lives that show the marking of a priest who watches over God's word, starting with his very own life moving out to his wife, moving to his family, and moving out to the body that he is connected to. And why is this so important? Why is it so important to make sure that we're repping the ways that God is telling us to rep? That we're putting into practice the word that he's telling us to put into practice. Why is it so important? How about we let scripture tell us? In verse 11, it says this, My name will be great among the nations, from where the sun rises to where it sets. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to me, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. It's about his name. It is about his character, his Hashem. The reason that God will not allow the priesthood to go unmarked is because they serve as a vital function in the fulfillment of his covenant. That's why he's speaking to them like this. Do you guys also hear elements in this passage in Malachi from Deuteronomy 33 about watching over his word and guarding his covenant? His covenant? In the phrase, in every place, incense and pure offering, my name will be great among the nations. This is God speaking. You can hear those elements that I am watching over my word. I am guarding over my covenant, and that's what you priests are called to do. This is a result of the priests failing to do it, though. This is a result of them refusing to rep the weight of responsibility, and therefore, they themselves could not circumcise, rightly circumcise their own hearts properly, doing away with these faithless practices, practices, these faithless offerings. Church, we can learn from this in Malachi. When we take on the full weight of responsibility, when we are watching over his word, and we are simultaneously guarding his covenant, this is the right hand and the left, it enables you to circumcise away the areas of faithless practices. Do you guys feel that? Do you, is that hidden home? Because it's hidden home for me. Yeah. See, that weight of responsibility is a good thing. Yes. See, I know Adam Cora. He loves going to the gym because he knows what it produces inside of him. When we understand Beast. what the weight of responsibility produces inside of us, we learn to crave it. We learn to love it. 
And you guys look at this, man. There's more. Pick it up in verse uh, 12. But you profane it by saying, the Lord's table is defiled, and its food is contemptible. And you say, what a burden. And you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. You, when you bring lame or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord? Do you guys feel the weight of that, of that what the Lord has given the, the Levites here in Malachi? You feel the weight, the Lord is saying, that you've been calling what I've, what I've granted you. You've been calling the, the, the position that I've put you in as priest. You've been calling the good things that I've given you a burden, whether you say it out loud or not. How? Because we have to give it everything that we have. And God is calling that out of the Levites and he's calling it out of us. So we're not going to sniff and snarl at the Lord's table. We're not going to sniff, sniff and snarl at the place that he's made for us at the table. No, this is my place. These are my reps to put in. This is the reps that he's given me. And it's for my refinement. Treating the priestly responsibility... The, treating the priestly weights of responsibility as a burden and calling his table defiled is like someone who has a gym membership but never shows up because they say that the equipment is gross and the exercise made them feel fat. The problem wasn't the weight or the responsibility. I promise you, God is perfect. Remember that James 1 says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Everything that he brings into our lives is perfect. So it's not the weight of the responsibility that's the problem. Rather, it's a lame attempt to be priest. God does not even want them in the gym. He says, no, I'm not even going to take your money. Close it down. He calls for the doors to be shut. The Lord wants priests that do not accept a lame sacrifice, do not accept a lame watching over his word in their own lives. They put it into practice. They receive it. They receive the marks of a priest themselves, and they go and exemplify that to everyone around them. But instead, he only wants the pure sacrifice of taking on the weight of watching over his word and guarding his covenant. And why does he want this? Because he understands that the weight of responsibility is what is going to define these priests. And it's the same weight of responsibility that will define us in this body. Now, another way that we're going to mature as priests who take on the weight of responsibility is by taking ownership of the fact that our discernment must grow in knowing God's will. Our discernment, I'm going to repeat that. Our discernment must grow in knowing what the will of the Father is that is coming down to us. So turn to Matthew 6. I think you know where we're going here. As you're turning there. For those of you who were with us on Monday night, and if you weren't, get there. You can. We're blessed by this course correction that we got from the brothers regarding prayer. The purpose of prayer is to incline my heart to God's will and to prepare me to do it. It is not a wish list. It is not a a wish a wish list of things that I would rather not have to mature through. Meaning... Oh, Lord, please save me from this present circumstance, from this current ordeal, from this time that I'm having to prove faithful. Lord, please save me. Make it easier for me to prove faithful, to be diligent, to be more consistent. Lord, please save us from this circumstance in my family. 
Save me from the circumstance with my job because I don't trust that I can make it through. That is not what prayer is about. That is not the righteous prayers that God desires. The righteous prayers that God is desiring out of us is that we will be conformed to what he want to do. We will come to him and we will say, Lord, change us in your presence. And Lord, I'm going to shut up. Lord, what do you want to do today? What do you want me to carry out today? What is your direction for my life? That is what we're learning that prayer is. And we're learning it from our good brothers on Monday nights. Matthew 6, verse 9. This thing is how you should pray. Now recognize that. And you've heard this before, but the, the, all of the things that the disciples could have asked Jesus, all the things they could have uh, got his, his tutelage from, all, the, all of the training that they could have got from him, they asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. And this is what he told them. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't this a popular prayer in, in the church world today? But do you guys notice as Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, do you notice the progression here after the words, our Father in heaven? It is a complete acknowledgement of who he is, what he desires, his name, his kingdom, his will. It's all about him. When we take on the weight of responsibility, you realize that your own discernment doesn't cut the mustard, actually doesn't cut the weight. Because your own individual discernment doesn't produce the will of God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. In fact, in order to grow our discernment, do you want your discernment to grow in this church? Yes. yes. We have to incline our hearts to his will, which is guarding his covenant, and not have him incline to our will. Because truth be told, our will, which is like, having a workout regimen that you skip the areas that you really need to be defined in and you only focus on, let's say, biceps instead of your legs. Um, bros priests, don't let bros skip leg day. Exactly. Priests don't let priests skip right arm and left arm day. See, when we realize that our will is like a workout that only builds us up and want to show the areas that we want everybody to, to say, hey, man, nice arms. We have to get rid of that. We have to get rid of our own will and understand that it's about him and him alone. And Jesus gives us a solution in verse 11. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. See, having inclined our heart, inclined our will to his will, having done that, having to come face to face with the fact that our individual discernment does not measure up, does not line up, really does not even matter in terms of God's will, having done that, we can circumcise away our own self-directed discernment. We can guard his will with confidence. Getting our discernment in line with his covenants combined with faithfully, consistently, continuously watching over his word. I'm talking about maximum reps. It allows us to see his promise fulfilled. Turn with us to Revelation 21. Do you guys want to see his promises fulfilled? Yeah. You're going to like this. Revelation 21, picking up in verse 4. Look at what it says. Yeah, say weight of responsibility when you get there. Verse 4 says this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death 
no mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Oh, man. Do you guys want to see this day? Do you long to see the day come, yes. this day come to pass in Revelation 21 where there's no more death? Death is done away with. No more crying. No more pain. The old order of things have passed away and he is making everything new. Because at LCM, in this house, we are learning. Say learning. Learning. To take on the weight of responsibility. Our discernment is growing. By knowing his will, we are being disciplined to watch over his word. When we take on and we embrace the weight of responsibility our Heavenly Father has given us in this body, our discernment grows. That is the expectation that we can have. And as a result, we are disciplined to watch over his word. So all this weight that we have put on us, all this repetition again and again and again, and all these gains as we're seeing our spiritual muscles grow, we can see that this is all, all we can see that all of this is pointed at us expecting to see his promises fulfilled. Amen. Do you want to see his promises fulfilled? Yes. He's given us a way. Yeah. He's given us a process by repping. Watching over his word by ripping, finding out what his will is consistently, diligently. We can see his promises fulfilled. As a matter of fact, you can expect it because everybody in this passage in Revelation 21 recognize that this hadn't happened yet. This is what is to come. Everybody who is there, they will be those who have been the called, the faithful, the chosen followers. They've been repping this for a while now, and they're going to do it off into eternity. Do you want to join them in that? All right. Since we want to join them in this heavenly promise being fulfilled, turn with us to Ephesians 5.15, and we're going to talk about how we get there. It's going to be for shot. (laughs) Ephesians 5.15 says, be very careful then how you live. You got to get it in, brother. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. That means daily. Every day, we have an opportunity to watch over his word. Every day, we have an opportunity to guard his covenant. We have the responsibility. We have the privilege of picking up those weights, growing in them as we rep them over and over again. You know what happens? We become wise, not unwise, because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish. Don't be limp-wristed. Don't just be flat old lip. But understand what the Lord's will is by repping the things that he's given you to rep. Because these things that he's given you are defining you. See, at a certain point, we like to kind of push away from the weight, like step out of the limelight. But the limelight, and I'm not talking about the light on the stage. I'm talking about when he's putting you on the spot at your workplace. You on the spot because you need to get direction for your home. You on the spot because you need to develop uh, discipline and consistency. When he's doing that, 
that weight that he's putting on you is actually to define you. It's to make you a well-built, well-rounded priest. Do we want to be well-rounded priests? We're going to have to do this every day. By taking on the full weight of responsibility, we can trust that the Lord is working something in us to develop something that is beautiful. Every weight that he is adding is to develop something beautiful. I'm going to refer back to Malachi. If you've read that passage, you know that it starts off with a scathing rebuke. But there are Levites who fear him, and he has their name written in a book. He has, a, he has their name re- written, and he's, he's giving them that rebuke so that the, the covenant with Levi will continue on past the millennia. Our God is a faithful God, and everything that he does is faithful. Every weight that he puts on it is for our definition. The weight of responsibility is what defined the saints of old, and it's what will define you. We take on this weight of responsibility of watching over his word, of guarding his covenant, of doing it consistently and developing our our, uh, discernment because it is bringing definition, form to our spiritual body and is making the marks of a priest in us. There's another way that we get to develop. I mean, we get to uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling and develop our discernment. Turn to Psalm 119. Say 119 of, verse 33. Yeah, say weight of responsibility when you get there. Picking up in verse 33 says this. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Come on. In verse 33, it says, teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees. See, what we're learning is that where all real maturity starts, where, where, where growing up really starts for us, it's by crying out to the Lord. Yeah. And it's by dependency, saying, Lord, I cannot do this in my own strength. But I can fake it, but I can't actually produce what you're telling me to produce unless you are showing me, unless you are teaching me how to do this. Then it moves on. That I may follow it until the end. I'm talking about maxing out. Maximum definition. <laughs> this is the one thing. This is the one thing that we got to take away. God's commands are his commands until the end. His commands do not change. And his call to us that says, follow these to the end, they don't change. That's why we have it in scripture. What this is about is developing a daily discipline, a daily consistency to put into practice the words that God is giving us, to have it mark us, to have it shown on us, that leads us to be able to discern his will. And what is what, what we're being blessed by as we're currently preaching this word is that we see this at work in our lives. God is developing my discipline, y'all. How about you? He is developing our discernment. And how is that? Is it by uh, giving it to us? Is it by us, you know, saying, okay, Lord, you spoke this word over me. Now I'm going to go run and hide in the corner until it happens. No, he's allowing us to feel the full weight of what he's doing. And that is developing it in us. And I love him for that. This is beautiful. 
Direct me, this is verse 35, direct me in the path, path of your commands, for there I find delight. This sounds to me like a man who's embraced the weight of responsibility and understands what it produces inside of him. And his heart's cry is that the Lord would direct his path, that the Lord would give him discernment for today, discernment for his family. See, I personally have taken on the weight of responsibility, and my heart's cry is, Father, I trust you that you are able to develop my discernment, direct me according to your word. Direct my path according to your word. That's, that's the confidence that I can find. That when I, I no longer run away from the weight of responsibility, but when I take it on and know that his commands are not burdensome, that it produces something beautiful inside of me, that it would actually cause me to stay on the path of righteousness. That's the weight of responsibility that I want. That's what it looks like to watch over his word. That's what it looks like to guard his covenant. That's what it looks like with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left. Come on. The, our father's weight of responsibility that he's put on the saints has always defined them. How is it that in, in Samuel's day, he can similarly be gone for 20 years, show up on the scene and preach a message and the entire nation repents? It's because he received the weight of responsibility and he repped it again and again and again and again. And it produced something inside of him and it produced something inside of the people. Turn with us to Ephesians 1. Starting in verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. Almost like you've been watching over his word. The gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit. Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Guarding his covenant. Until the redemption of those who are God's possession. To the praise of his glory. See, the fact of the matter is, church. Every man of God that we've read about in scripture. Uh, and even talking to you. They've been chosen. You have been chosen. He has chosen you. He is marking you. And he will bring your maturity about. Turn to 1 Peter 1. This is our last scripture. You who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient unto death, to Jesus Christ, and to be sprinkled with his blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. LCM, he has chosen you. LCM, he is marking you through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. And you know what's more? We have the marks of a mature priest, and we are continuing to receive those marks, even being obedient unto death. That's the, that's the sign of a mature son. That's the, that's the sign of a well-defined man, is one who can be obedient unto death. And we're learning that even now, as we're learning how to rep the words, rep the weight, rep the discernment that God is showing us to have. See, the cutting of God's word, it enables us to carry out his will. That is what enables us to do it. 
So as his word is piercing your heart, as you're engaging with it, as you're watching over his, his, his word, that cutting is what enables you to carry out what his will and find out what his will is. Stand up with this church. God has called us. He's called you to be mature. Priests who can discern his will. Here at this altar, you can take on the weight of responsibility. It's not something that we're going to run from. It's not something I'm running from. You can take on the full weight of this responsibility by coming face to face. I mean, looking at it in the mirror with the areas of faithless practices. I.e., this in my life is not up to the standard of God's word. And the only way that it's going to get up to the standard is if I see it, if I recognize it, and I decide that this is going to be cut away. Here at this altar, you can take on the weight of responsibility by coming to grips with the fact that your individual discernment must grow into God's larger scope and finding out what his will is. So that for the reason, for the purpose that his promises will be fulfilled. That's why discernment must grow. Here at this altar, you can take on the weight of responsibility because you can trust that God is developing your discipline and he is developing your discernment as you trust him and you walk forward in this process. Don't push that weight off to anybody else. Don't push the weight that God is putting on you to anybody else because the weight that you allow him to put on you is the weight that will define you. It is the weight that will develop you. And I promise it will produce something that is beautiful. LCM, my family, he has chosen you. He is marking you and he will mature you. And what our father wants us to do in that process is to trust him. He wants us to press forward, to receive what he has given us. I mean the full weight, which may turn up in authority. And he wants us to walk forward with that weight. Do you want to walk forward in that weight? Do you want to grow in your discipline? Do you want to grow in your discernment? This is what we're going to do. You come up here and you stand before your faithful father and you invite it. You say, Lord, I want the weight that you're putting on me. Lord, I'm not, I'm not pushing it off to anybody else. I'm not uh, excusing it as a bad circumstance. Lord, thank you for this weight that you're putting on me to develop me. And then we're going to worship in his presence. We're going to just get in his presence and we're going to testify that he is faithful. We're going to testify to the goodness of our God because the weight that he is putting on us, the weight that he is developing us with, it is defining us. Amen? Father, we glorify you for your faithfulness to us, Lord God. Father, for you developing your sons, for developing our discernment and developing our discipline. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the kavod that you're putting on us, Lord God. We thank you for the weight that you're using to define us, Father. And we say, Lord, we glory in it, Father. We glory in what we're becoming for your name and for your word. 